Welcome to Wyoming Pathway to Adventure, places to go and ways to enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors. Brought to you by Wyoming State Parks, Office of Outdoor Recreation. Howdy, this is Pathfinder Bruce Shaliano, and our guest today is Sheridan Regional Wildlife Management Coordinator, Tim Thomas with the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Hello, Tim. Hello, Bruce. Thanks for having me here today. Well, uh, big game seasons will soon be upon us. What can hunters expect in the Sheridan region? Well, Bruce, hunting this fall should be pretty similar to the last year's hunting. Uh, deer and pronghorn numbers are down compared to about five years ago due to primarily disease and drought conditions. Uh, elk numbers are still very strong, and so elk hunters should do very well this fall still. How about statewide, Tim? You know, we had a pretty tough winter last year in some parts of the state, and so definitely in the western part of the state, they got hit pretty hard. Their deer and pronghorn numbers are substantially decreased, and so you'll see less opportunity in the western part of the state and similar opportunity as you go east. Now, you mentioned this past winter was relatively severe. Given what we've seen this summer, can we expect big game to rebound? Oh, definitely, Bruce. Wildlife are pretty resilient, really, if given the opportunity under uh, ideal uh, environmental conditions. This year has been great from moisture standpoint and forage production standpoint. So these animals definitely should be going into this winter in very good condition and should be able to uh, come out of uh, the winter still in good condition. Now, you mentioned disease earlier. What kind of diseases are we seeing in wildlife? So we haven't seen much disease this year, but in 2000 and 2001, we had EHD and blue tongue outbreaks. EHD? EHD is epizootic hemorrhagic disease. Uh, and blue tongue, they're very similar viral diseases that cause hemorrhaging in the animals. Um, EHD will really hit the whitetails pretty hard. Blue tongue tends to hit uh, mule deer and pronghorn harder. And so we did see two years in a row of those that helped to uh, reduce populations in the uh, Sheridan region area. But you haven't seen it so much this year? We have not. Statewide, we've been picking up a few here and there, but nothing like we saw in previous couple years. Now, you also mentioned that wildlife is resilient and can rebound. Um, could you address that, say, with uh, pronghorn antelope? So, yeah, pronghorn, um, when conditions are right, tend to have twins, and they can actually increase their numbers fairly quickly when the environmental conditions are favorable for them. Same thing with white-tailed deer. Twinning does occur in mule deer, but it's not as common as it is in white tails or pronghorn. So they're a little slower to increase, but under good environmental conditions, they definitely will increase and uh, get back up to numbers that we have seen in recent years. We've heard a lot about chronic wasting disease over the last um, five to 10 years. Is CWD or chronic wasting disease still an issue? It definitely is an issue uh, in the Sheridan area. Uh, our highest prevalence occurs in our white-tailed deer, which kind of makes sense. They're a pretty gregacious animal, meaning they, you know, form larger groups. Then mule deer are the second most popular, and we do have it also in some elk in the Sheridan region. 
We don't have any focus areas this year for CWD sampling, but we will, of course, sample any uh, hunter harvested animals that uh, hunters would like us to sample for them. If an animal tests positive for CWD, are hunters required to eat the animal? They are not required to eat the animal, and as a matter of fact, the World Health Organization and the Center for Disease Control both recommend that nobody eat a TSE or positive animals. Uh, CWD falls in the group of diseases known as TSE or transmissible spongiform encephalopathies. That's quite a mouthful, It Tim. definitely is. So hunters can bring their, their harvested animal, have it tested for CWD, and then dispose of it in a certified landfill? That is correct. And during October this year, we will have people at our AIS check station at the um, Sheridan Visitor Center on East 5th Street on weekends collecting CWD samples. So if it's during the week, you can bring it to the office and we can test it there. If it's a weekend, you can bring it to the AIS check station and the technician there can pull samples. Now you're doing that in Sheridan. Is that also done in other locations around the state in terms of having weekend sample sites? I, I believe they're going to do that in the Sundance um, AAS check station also. I'm not sure of other spots around the state. They could check with uh, regional offices? Correct, yeah. Check with your regional offices and your or your local warden or biologist, and they would be able to direct you on the best spot to get your animal sampled. Now, the Game and Fish Department has offices around the state, even in small towns. Game warden stations are located in small towns? Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we've got uh, biologists and wardens scattered throughout the um, state. In the Sheridan region, we have them in KC, Buffalo, Sheridan, Dayton, Gillette, and Moorcroft. And so, yeah, uh, we've got personnel there that definitely can help you with uh, sampling any of your animals. Are there any new regulations that hunters should be aware of? You know, I'm, I'm not aware of any significant regulation changes other than, you know, adjusting license quotas in response to our decreased populations. Um, obviously, our decreases were smaller compared to what we saw in western Wyoming. But yeah, definitely check your regulation to be sure that um, there hasn't been a change in the what you can harvest if it's changed from an any deer to antler deer or something like that. It's, it's always good to check that on an annual basis. Now, you mentioned the regulations. Where can folks find hunting regulations? So hunting regulations are available in a hard copy at any um, game and fish office. Also, most sporting goods stores will carry them. Also, they are online. Um, and you can access them via your, or your phone, your smartphone, or iPad or computer online also. Now, we've talked about big game. How about small game or game birds? So with game birds, at least in the Sheridan area, for pheasants, a lot of our pheasant hunting is uh, with stock birds through, from our uh, bird farm near Bighorn. We, we had a really good year at the bird farm this year. We've got lots of good quality birds there. So we will be stocking birds on all the areas we normally stock through early December, at least this year. And so uh, pheasant hunters should expect some good hunting on those walking areas. With Hungarian partridge and sharp-tailed grouse are still pretty spotty, but you can find them um, on both private and public land in the Sheridan region. 
Um, dusky grouse or blue grouse up in the mountains, I have been seeing some of those. I've checked a couple hunters already this year that have gotten their limit of grouse up there. and the Grouse numbers seem to be doing good on the mountain this year. Now, Tim, I have a question for you. When I was growing up, we called them blue grouse, and now we call the same bird dusky grouse. Is there a reason for that? You know, that's a good question. And actually, if you go back probably before when you and I were growing up, but they were called dusky grouse, and then they were changed to blue grouse, and then they've gone back to dusky grouse. Scientists often like to try and classify animals to the minute detail and, and trying to separate intermountain grouse from coastal grouse, I think was the initial reason for separating duskies from blues. And now they've determined through DNA sampling that they're basically the same population. And so we've gone back to the dusky designation across the board. You know, I find that very interesting. One other thing on game birds, too, is just be aware that we have closed the sage-grouse season in northeast Wyoming for this year. So Area 4 is closed for sage-grouse season in response to continuing declining populations of sage-grouse in that area. Would one anticipate that eventually, given the population trends, that um, sage-grouse hunting may be prohibited statewide? That's a possibility. We still have some pretty strong populations in central and western Wyoming, um, kind of in the core of sage-grouse habitat. And those populations still seem to be doing okay at this time. But yeah, if populations continue decreasing, there obviously is a possibility of uh, closing statewide. Well, thanks for stopping by today, Tim. Certainly, Bruce. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Join us each week on Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Your outdoor adventure awaits in Wyoming. Thank you.